exposing the great banking Ponzi scheme. I can't decide if the banking system is the greatest Ponzi scheme in 10,000 years or if it's one of the greatest inventions. Because if you think about it, money is a great lever and tool. Money is a universal exchange of value. It's a remover of friction and increasing of speed. But also money is one of the greatest stories ever told because it's not real. We buy into and we trust this story like a fable or like folklore. But in reality, the governments create money as debt and it's actually not real. It isn't anything physical or tangible. Virtually all the money in the system isn't backed by gold, isn't stored in a vault in the banks. So I'm going to discuss with you possibly the greatest Ponzi scheme ever or possibly the greatest human invention ever. Are you ready? I'm going to let you decide. But here's one thing. As I expose the business model of the banks that most people don't understand, if you're smart and you're not naive, you can actually use this to your advantage. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Number one, what are the banks for? Because people naively think the banks are there to help me save my money and protect my money. The banks, you know, insure my money. It's a the best and safest way to store and protect my wealth. In fact, many people are even led to believe that um, saving money is a way to make money. Wrong, 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 wrong. The banks exist to make money. The banks don't exist to serve humanity. They don't exist to make your lives easier, better, more convenient. The banks exist pure and simple to make money. How do they make money? From you. You put your money in the bank of savings and they make money on your money. Who are the bank's customers in which they profit from? Savers. Who are savers? You. So you save money under a false naive pretense and then the banks turn your money into a profit center. Now, if you were told this and whoever's controlling the media and the system didn't hypnotize and indoctrinate you to think that the banks existed for you, maybe that would be less of an issue. But do you know whether your savings in the bank is an asset or a liability to the bank? Because most people don't know this. Because... Money for you is supposed to be an asset, isn't it? Like you're supposed to earn interest on money. They say money makes money. So it's supposed to be an asset, but it's not. Because inflation is so much higher than interest rates that your money is going down in value. Then you put your money into the bank thinking it's going to turn your money into an asset because you think you're going to get interest. But here's the thing. The banks control interest rates and even though probably not directly, they definitely control inflation as well. People think, oh, no, but Rob, that's wrong because the, the central banks and the governments are separate entities. No, they're not. The government and the central banks are essentially controlled by the system. They're all part of the system. People think that the, U, the central banks 
and the governments are public sector entities. They're not. They're private corporations to make money. And who do they make money out of? You. Well, that's okay if you know and you make money as well, but you don't know, or the mass populace doesn't know, and you don't make money out of it. So, back to the question. Is money an asset or a liability to the bank? Well, it's actually a liability that they turn into an asset. And again, it could be one of the smartest inventions of money and leverage that the banks manage to turn an asset into a liability into an asset. So when your money is given of free will with no insurance and no collateral and no guarantees to the bank, it's actually immediately a liability. Now, people think it's an asset. If you speak to an accountant and an accountant's like, no, 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 it's cash, it's an asset. It's not because they don't own that cash. They've borrowed that cash off you. So it's actually a loan, so it's actually a liability. So they don't want a liability on the balance sheet. Anyone who knows accountancy and business, you don't want liabilities on the balance sheet. Well, if that liability creates an asset, you do. And that's what the banks do. They turn that liability into an asset. So there's all this cash as a liability. So they go, oh, we'll lend it out. And they lend out your money. And they earn the bank's chosen interest rate, which is way above interest rates set by the central bank. So the central banks create their own rules. They give you, the consumer, 0 0.1, 0 0.5, 1% interest. But then they get 5 and 6% interest and they set both rates. They set the rate that you get and they set the rate that they get. And of course, they set the rate that they get way above the rate that you get. So then your cash is now an asset and they're earning interest on it. But they don't pass that profit on to you. So actually, the profits and the assets on their balance sheet are the interest they earn from the money they borrow from you, but they don't pay you for that money, but they earn on that. So if I said to you, lend me 100 grand, I'll pay you negative return because of inflation. I'm going to then lend it out I'm going to earn positive return, giving you negative return. And you're going to take all the risk because there's no collateral, no insurance. I can do whatever I want with it because now I've got it. And I'm going to get all the upside and you're going to get all the downside. You want to fuck off? That's how the banks make money. And you are complicit. And the masses are uneducated and indoctrinated and hypnotized. You know, you're taught to save money. Saving money is one of the best ways to go broke. Now, the only reason you should save money, one, stop yourself from spending it. Two, build up enough to invest and then you should invest it. Now, the banks don't get rich saving. The banks get rich investing and lending. The rich don't get rich saving, the rich get rich lending and investing. The broke stay poor because they save, or they don't earn much money, but they save. So the banks and the rich are just essentially getting leverage of the, the mass populace's money, essentially most people who are pretty broke. So 
Is this the greatest Ponzi scheme in the last 10,000 years? Or is this a freaking smart business model that you can learn from? Now, a few more things. Do the banks want you to withdraw your money? No, because if you withdraw your money, they can't earn on it. So the banks will make it hard for you to draw your money. Now, I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Let me ask you this. Do insurance companies want to pay out claims? No. So the insurance, com- the insurance model or business model, again, is it the greatest invention of money or is it the greatest scam? Because insurance companies lure you in that your assets and your valuables and your health and your well-being are protected, except they won't pay on most claims and they will do everything they can with contractual shenanigans and caveats to stop you claiming money. Therefore, they take your money, they make on your money, but they don't pay out on your money. Now, obviously, they couldn't pay out on nothing, otherwise that wouldn't exist. But the insurance companies are not for the people. The banks are not for the people. Here's the thing. We need things in the world right now that are for the people for the benefit of humanity. But the banks isn't for the benefit of humanity, it's to make profit for the banks. And the insurance companies aren't there for the benefit of humanity. They're there for the benefit of those corporations. And the big pharma industry is not there for the benefit of humanity, it's for the benefit of the big corporations. Now, I'm not a major big corporation hater. And I see no problem in corporations making profit, fair profit and big profit. I don't really want to I'm not a fan of massive intervention and sucking all the profits off of these. But I am, I, what I don't like is the bullshit story you're, you're sold. That these drugs that you get addicted to are good, good for you when they're not. That the banking system is there to support you and help you. Look at all the, the way it's advertised. And saving money, you know, will give you a good retirement. And investing into a pension will give you, you know, lifelong wealth and, and happiness. It's all fucking bullshit. It is mis-selling. And they get away with it. And by the way, what happens when people come out and talk about this? They get called tinfoil hats or conspiracy theorists. This isn't a conspiracy. This is just basic understanding of business models. But of course, mainstream media and whoever's pulling the strings in the system want to indoctrinate and hypnotize you into believing the things that are good for them are good for you. But the things that are actually good for you are not good for them. Therefore, they don't want you to know this. So the banks don't want you to withdraw your money. Insurance companies don't want you to claim. So insurance companies make it really hard to claim. Oh, have a massive excess. Make it really difficult. Do you know on one of the insurance policies where I I tried to insure one of my watches, the only way it was insured was if it was stolen out of the safe. (laughs) What? So I'm wearing it on my wrist and someone cuts my hand off. Not insured. Someone breaks into my house and my watch is, let's say, in a drawer or on my wrist and it gets stolen. Not insured. The only way I'm insured is if it's stolen out of the safe, but it doesn't get stolen out of a safe. So basically, I'm paying for nothing. It's a fucking great big con, needless to say, I didn't go with that insurance company. And this is how the banking system works. It's the same thing. You don't earn on savings. Yes, I'm shouting. Yes, my microphone's peaking because someone's got to talk about this stuff holistically and get the facts out there. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I'm not an expose 
because actually part of me thinks this is one of the best business models that's been ever created one of the, one of the greatest tools for leverage and you should learn from it and turn it on its head which i'm going to talk to you about in a minute because actually you can because if you go too far down the rabbit hole you end up getting really pissed and you end up hating the world and it's not productive but the banks don't want you to withdraw their money have you noticed it's harder and harder now to get money out of the bank have you noticed getting cash is really hard Oh, money laundering. Oh, what's it for? What's my money? Oh, well, we want to know what it's for. Otherwise, we, we won't give it to you. And you try and move money online and there's daily limits and you've got to press this, that and the other. And it's just getting harder and harder to take money out. They're not protecting you because they don't give a fuck about you other than if you make profit for them. So you have to be really careful because the more money you give to them, the more power you give to them and the more ability they've got to control it. And then people will say to me, oh, yeah, but Rob, my money's insured in the banks. And as long as you put it in different banks, your money is insured. 85% of all your money is 85,000 pounds of your savings is insured, depending on the country and the bank. Come on, wake up, people. Wake up. Fractional reserve banking, the system allows the banks to lend out 90% of deposits. So they, you save 100 quid, they can lend out 90 quid. They only have to keep 10% in the bank. Now, um, someone did that recently in the private sector, and he's probably going to go to, bank, uh, to prison for decades. That was Sam Bankman-Fried. So Sam Bankman-Fried of FTX had a, um, an exchange, a crypto exchange. And what he did was drew in money to that exchange, I mean, this is a lot more deep and complicated than I'm making out. But one of the things that he did, or he's accused of doing, is he drew money into an exchange and he, and he used that money for his other business models and ventures. And in the private sector, if you then go bust for that, that becomes trading insolvently. That becomes a, you can go to prison for that. That's not, not just civil, that's criminal. But the banks are allowed to legally do that. So the banks have their own rules and the system has its own rules. Just like when we were locked down in the UK, the, um, the government seemed to be able to just do what they wanted and not be locked down. So when an entrepreneur gets money in, if they try and use that money as leverage to earn more money and essentially spend and invest customers' money, it can be illegal. But the banks can just do it. Now, if 11% of the populace said, I want all my money back, the banks are all of a sudden, well, the banks are insolvent. They're trading insolvently, legally trading insolvently. How can that be right? But of course, that's only put into effect when more money is called for withdrawals as is in deposits. So 10% of all money and savings is in as cash holdings, apparently. If it, is, if it is even, because remember, money is now just created by debt. You get a loan from the bank. They don't draw that money out of a vault. They just create 10,000 or 100,000 of money as, as debt. It's just a, a digital debt. So I don't even know if even 10% of this money is actually being held anywhere. I doubt 10% of all your money is held in paper and gold. But that's the fractional reserve banking system. And they're the, they're, they're the rules, although they're very bank to bank. So if 11% of us said, I want all my money back, the banks are, the, the insolvency is um, manifested. And what's going to happen? Are they going to go, oh, we haven't quite got your money, but don't worry. And um, we'll pay it back and we'll pay you extra interest. Penalty interest. We'll pay you penalty interest. Because by the way, if you don't pay all your money back, you'll get penalty interest. You'll get your assets seized. If the banks don't pay you back, fucking nothing happens. Nothing.
Nothing happens. There was a run on Northern Rock in 2008. There's um, banks. Someone robbed the bank in Lebanon to get his own money out. Like they wouldn't let him get his own money out. So he robbed the bank to get his own money out. This shit is happening. Japan, a load of banks just shut and said, um, your savings are now banks assets. Then what about the pension system? Oh, give money to us and we will look after it and grow it. And then you can have it when you retire, except they spend it and it goes down in value with inflation and poor investment. So let me ask you this. Is this all a massive scam? Is this the greatest Ponzi scheme in the last 10,000 years? Or this, is this a genius business model that we can all learn from? Well, I like to think it's the latter because otherwise, how does it serve us? So one of my jobs as someone who's written the UK's best-selling book on money, who has you know, one of the top podcasts on money called Money by Rob Moore, um, I feel like my job is to educate people on money and how it works. And um, I feel like more transparent storytelling of the banking system and, and money would serve humanity better. But they're never going to do that. So therefore, we have to play the banks at their own game. So I love to play the banks at their own game. So the banks will be like, Rob, give us your money. We'll give you no return. We'll lend it out. We won't insure it. We won't give you any collateral. It is now ours. We will make a profit on it. You will make a loss on it. It's essentially <laughs> the summary of the banking system. I like to turn that on its head. So I will give them virtually none of my money and I will borrow as much as I can off them. So I invest in real estate. I have not a million miles off $100 million worth of real estate. I have 360 properties, um, 1,250 tenants, and I have tens of millions of dollars in mortgages. So I don't give the banks my money. I invest that in assets. And then I go to the banks and say, oh, can I have a loan to buy that asset? They give me a loan and I earn on them. <laughs> I think that's a much better way to do it. And you can do that too. So you've got to learn the rules of the greats and Look, monopolies are bad, but to create a monopoly, there's clearly some smart leverage and strategy that you can learn from. So when it comes to money, there's three levels to go from zero to billionaire. There's learn the rules. So most people don't even know the rules. That's why they're a zero. That's why I'm giving you this content. Then there's break the rules. Then there's make the rules. So the billionaires and the big corporations and the um, public sector governments and central banks, they make the rules. The, the disruptors, the innovators, the disruptive entrepreneurs, the multimillionaires, they break some rules. Not illegally, of course. Just observe the masses, do the opposite. Be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. So what I'd like you to think about for your own benefit is how can you switch it on its head so that you can create your own rules? so that you can play the banking system at its own game. So you can learn from it and reverse you being a consumer to you being a producer. You being consumed by the government to you using the central banks to get rich. So you've got to play them at their own game. That's the productive outcome that I've come to. So my question to you is, do you think that the banks are the greatest Ponzi scheme? Or do you think that they are a genius business model? It's like money. I mean, money isn't real anymore. The fiat system is just debt. And 
the reason some of the people who, for example, love Bitcoin or decentralization of money think that money is the greatest Ponzi scheme is because it continually goes down in value. So um, over time, your money is worth less and less and less. And what you lose in the value of money, you'll never get back. So that's why they call it a Ponzi scheme. But actually, you can use that to your advantage. So you need to be an investor, not a saver. You need to be an entrepreneur, not an employee. You need to learn the system and play the system at its own game. So thanks for tuning in. And if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.